Blog Talk Radio. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Born to Talk radio show on this special edition on a rainy Thursday in Los Angeles. I am your host, Marsha Witeka, but there can't be a talk radio show if there isn't somebody to talk with. And I would like to introduce you to my guest, Katrina Jane. Welcome to the show, Katrina. G'day, and thank you so very much. I'm looking forward to it. You know, I just heard you say good day. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> That's because maybe <laughs> I love that. I just, I just, uh, I, you took me somewhere. Um, I would like it if you could just, I, I know you're a clairvoyant, and we're certainly going to be talking about that. But um, as the good day came out, I would love for you to just tell our, our audience a little bit about yourself, including where you're from and your family and education, if you wouldn't mind. Not a problem at all. And obviously, with the day, I am Australian <laughs> from the land down under. <laughs> I, I will give you the kind of condensed version of my family and education because it's quite complex in all honesty. I was adopted when I was four days old. Um, <laughs> and my adoptive family, actually, my mum and dad divorced when I was five. And we moved from Perth, which is on the west coast of Australia, across to a little town called Wagga Wagga on the East Coast, mm. and my mum remarried when I was eight. She married a man who was actually a schizophrenic, so had major mental illness problems, divorced oh him goodness. when I was 10, yeah, mm. and then mum met someone else, and we moved from Wagga Wagga to Sydney, and she married him when I was 13. He was a very, very, very strict Seventh-day Adventist, so that's a religion, my mm-hmm. entire family from birth, we were brought up in that religion, but he was very, very strict. So, like, no makeup, no jewelry, no TV, like, you know, very, very strict. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I married at 18, which is horrifying to think of now, how young I was. <laughs> um, and, oh. and, and I had one son. Um, God only gave me one, but he gave me a good one. I suffered a lot of fertility problems. And then I divorced his dad when he was five and then I met the love of my life, uh, my soulmate. Mm. And we, we married only of, um, when Alex was about seven and we've been together and to celebrate our 21st wedding anniversary. Well, congratulations. And wow, that is a story, <laughs> isn't it? We don't all it have a very long like story. But you know what? No, it's very it's complex. I, you know, I actually say to people, sorry, I actually say to people that, when I'm doing readings, I actually have a lot of compassion for people because I've nearly hit every single marker in life that you could possibly go through. Well, you know, it, I think you know, that that is part of the compassion side of you that allows you to be so um, attuned to people that may have issues in life. I, I lived the opposite lifestyle of yours. Uh, and... And it's, so it's very interesting. We're not all alike, but we do share some of the same common needs. And being mm. loved and respected, you know, is certainly part of that. Uh, what, what brings you to um, California and, and to the Long Beach area? To the beautiful California, which is rainy. Mm. I had to go and buy an umbrella yeah. this morning. <laughs> oh, crazy. No, 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 crazy. I could, you know what? You are, you're a singer. I, I listened to you sing on your, on your website. <laughs> um, I, I could start singing that song, but we'll pass that for right now. So, um, so what? So, so I'm here. You have an umbrella. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I have an umbrella. I have, I'm, I'm, I'm sick now. I have an umbrella. I am actually here because of the Best You Expo that has been held at the Long Beach Convention Center on the weekend. Mm. Oh, what and is I that about? Love the sound of it. Yeah, I actually love the sound of it. So it's not just mm-hmm. a, a woo-woo-y kind of thing, which is this, you know, psychic convention or something. It's actually all about being the best you possible. So they'll have wellness people there. They'll have business people there for those that want to start up their own businesses. You know, there's a whole mix of things. So if anybody out there is thinking, I feel a bit stuck and I don't know what direction, I would suggest coming to the Best You Expo. I'm doing a talk there on Sunday at 2.30 in the wellness area. And I'm looking at so many people. 
I would imagine for those that are locals and are listening, they could probably Google the best U Expo and find that easily online. And then, like you suggested, you're going to be there Sunday at 2. Is that what you said, at 2 o'clock? Yes. So I'm there both okay. days. I'm there Saturday and Sunday. I have a stall there, but I'm actually speaking. I'm doing a 20-minute talk at 2.30 on Sunday. Wonderful. Now, have you been to California before? No, only doing the stopover kind of thing. So I have a friend who lives in Denver, and mm-hmm. about eight years ago, my husband and I went to Hawaii, and I flew from Hawaii to Denver, but I had to stop over and, you know, change planes. Right. And then um, for my husband's 50th birthday, birthday, he wanted to go to New York. So we went to New York, and again, it was just a change planes kind of thing. But I've never yes. actually been out and about, and it's lovely. Yes. Yeah, you're, you are at a, here at a time which we've needed the rain so much, but, you know, um, hopefully you will also, the rain will, will break and you will have the beautiful blue skies and enjoy your time in the Long Beach area. Maybe you'll even get to run over to the aquarium. There's some really neat things to do in Long Beach, including the Queen Mary. But we're mm. not here for vacationing, so let's talk about specifically what are going to be some of the topics that you're going to be talking about? What will your talk be about at the expo? It will be quite interesting because I think most people will be expecting a clairvoyant to talk about being a clairvoyant, and I'm not doing that at all. <laughs> because mm-hmm. for me, oh. this expo is about people looking after themselves and being their best selves. And mm-hmm. what I have shared with people on my Facebook page, like my business page, and they know about this, is I actually suffered really, really bad depression about four years ago, and I was actually suicidal. Oh and my. I worked through that. It took me two years to work through that, mm. but I managed it. And I'm sharing that experience with my audience and giving them the tips that I did that helped me through it to show them that you can it's not the end, do you mean? And for me, going through depression, even though at the time it was absolutely horrible, um, when you are in the, the depths of darkness and there is no light at all and you just can't see a way out, when you finally get through the other side, you are a completely different person. And I can honestly say, and it sounds almost strange, but going through that has made me so much of a better person. That's, that is so inspiring to hear you say that um many of us will never know the depths of the darkness that you that you're talking about and to be able to find a recovery program that took you from that 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 deepest part where suicide seemed like the answer to now mm-hmm. moving into the light and helping others that may have some of those same feelings you know i know there are many levels of depression and sadness and and, mm. and But when you reach the level that you were at, that must have really been frightening. And I think it, that your story is really important. Mm. I, I, I was going to say, I, I bet, and I, and I can hear it, and I can um, appreciate it, but I, I really can't imagine it because I've never been in a place mm. that's as dark as that. So it's really, for those of you that are listening right now, I hope that if you've experienced this, that you can see that there is there is another way, and and you have found that. Um, when we when we talk about clairvoyant, and that's how people can find you on Facebook, I I think we would I think it would be useful for all of us, including myself, for you to what does it mean when someone says that they're clairvoyant? Yeah, it's one of those topics where people assume a lot. That, you know, mm-hmm. there's this image that people have that, you know, clairvoyants know everything. Now, my husband does joke to people and says, this is my wife, the know-it-all, because, <laughs> because I'm a clairvoyant. But we, we don't. Clairvoyants don't know everything. Yeah, it's the simplest way that I can explain it to people is think of a postman, okay? They, ha- they get a message, it's a letter, and they deliver it to you. They don't mm-hmm. get the whole story around whatever that message is. And that's what a clairvoyant is. So we can give you guidance. We can give you information to help you make decisions. Um, the difference between a clairvoyant and a medium is a medium can actually yes. connect with those people that have passed over. So I see these people kind of thing. Yes, yes. And, okay, so a clairvoyant is there. And I always say to people, 
at any given time. When you have a reading with a clairvoyant, take it with a grain of salt because we have the free will to make a change in our lives. So, mm-hmm. you know, so say a clairvoyant says, oh, you're going to meet a, a, a man and he's going to be blonde with blue eyes and a tattoo on his right arm. And then you meet that mm-hmm. person and you go, I don't want to marry him. You can do that. You can say, no, I don't want to. And you can move on and change your path. So it is Mm -hmm. guidance to help you make decisions at this point in time. That's so, how would you define the difference maybe between someone that would be clairvoyant like you, like you just described and someone that Mm. would say that they're intuitive? Is that the same thing? It's very similar. It actually is very Mm -hmm. similar. Um, I actually have intuition courses, that, e-courses that people can do to help develop their own abilities. I always have said I believe everyone has intuitive slash clairvoyant abilities. But mm-hmm. no different to, let's use the concept of um, somebody playing the piano. You can get a child who's four who is an absolute maestro. It's like they are so gifted at it, they almost mm-hmm. never have to have a lesson. And then you have other people that will train and they will be as good as that maestro, but it's just taking them longer. Then you'll have other people that could play the piano, but they will never play it as well as the maestro. And then you have people that hmm. can play Mary Had a Little Lamb. <laughs> so the <laughs> and intuition is the same. Yeah, it's the same thing. Some people are just so amazingly accurate and fantastic with it. And other people can be a bit hit and miss, but... They can follow their gut instinct. And I do believe that that instinct, that intuition, is given to us from a higher source mm-hmm. that helps, you know, to help push us in the right direction. So, you know, you're driving along thinking, I think I should just turn left here. And you turn left and then you find out you've missed an accident further down the road. Right. You know, you, you mentioned um, the term gut instinct. And mm. I find that, for just for speaking for myself, uh, and trying to be intuitive and, and looking at that gut instinct. Sometimes you just see signs or you just hear signs or you just maybe somebody says something to you that it's like, oh, wow, that resonates. And mm. I think that for, mo- for many of us, depending upon what our lifestyle is like and where we are in our lives, that can be very important. And Sometimes you want to say, Shh, I don't want to hear it. I don't, I don't like the answer. This is your gut reaction. I don't like that gut reaction. Mm. I want to ignore it. And other times it's like, oh, I should have listened to that gut reaction and, and maybe trust my own instincts in the, in the future. And I think mm. that being a clairvoyant is, I mean, to me that just sounds so phenomenal. When did you first realize you had those skills? Well, this is another story. Uh, I'd love to hear it. (laughs) I I have always been clairvoyant, but I didn't realize it because of being brought up in the Seventh-day Adventist religion. It's the devil's work. Oh. Okay, so so they don't believe in clairvoyance and mediumship and all that sort of thing. That's Mm -hmm, all evil mm -hmm. stuff. That's all evil. So when I, you know, divorced my, my first husband and met my other husband, there was this whole process of me actually leaving the church and if mm-hmm. anybody has, again, never been in a very religious environment, they don't understand how difficult it is to change your way of thinking from the indoctrination. So I was indoctrinated for 30 years mm-hmm. of these beliefs. And you can't just suddenly go, oh, I'm just not going to believe that anymore. Mm-hmm. It, it's ingrained in you. It's almost like it's in your DNA. So it takes a lot of time to change your concept. And while I was in that process, I met this wonderful lady called Roseanne who our, we, our boys were similar ages and we carpooled for school. So one week she'd do mm-hmm. it, the other week I would do it. She was writing to tarot cards and all that sort of stuff. And I was still a bit, not sceptical, I'd say scared of things like tarot mm-hmm. cards and that. And um, mm-hmm. you know, a few years down the track, she said, come and see this woman. She's meant to be really, really good. I went, oh, all right then. You know, So I drove down to see her and we jumped in a car and, and went off to see this clairvoyant called Lucy. I went first and Lucy's doing my readings for me, you know, da-da-da-da-da. And then at the end of it, she turned to me and she went, you know you're clairvoyant, don't you? And I went, no, hmm. no. And she went, no, no, Had you, you ever heard of the no. word? Did you I even had- know what that meant? 
no. I, I mm. still had, I was, it's this bit scary, sceptical thing. You know, it's scary. It's, it's, that's the devil mm-hmm. sort of thing. So I was even sort of scary going and having a reading with somebody. So, you know, but mm-hmm. she's going, no, 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 you're clairvoyant. And she said, you will be greater than I will ever be. And I just went, no. And she goes, I'm going to ask you some questions. So she's reversing it. So she's going, I'm going to ask you some questions and I want you to answer them. You answer with the first thing that comes into your mind. Don't think about it. Just answer it. And I went, oh, no. And she goes, no, 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 let's have a go. She goes, what did I used to do for a living? And I said, you were a counsellor. And she said, who did I counsel? I said, drug addicts, prisoners. She said, what was my childhood home like? I said, it was a white weatherboard on the beach. And she asked me, I got them all right. I got all, she used to be a counsellor and she, you know, did counsel drug addicts and, and, Hmm. um, you know, prisoners and all that. And I just looked at them and went, Oh, <laughs> wow. For me, it's just, it just comes naturally to me. Like, it's not like I have to sit there and go, hmm, think really hard and try and get information. It just came naturally to me. But the funniest part, Marsha, is that when mm. we had both, Roseanne had had her reading, I had mine, we're sitting in the car. Roseanne goes, What did you think of that? And I turned to her and I went, oh, I'm a clairvoyant. And she goes, No. <laughs> Because she's always wanted to be clairvoyant and she's not. <laughs> oh, God. Healer. And she was so annoyed that I'm a clairvoyant. She's someone who's like, I don't really believe in this stuff. It's evil. And she missed out on being oh. a clairvoyant. <laughs> oh, gosh. I, I, that just gave me chills. That, that's, that, is, that is so, so cool. I, and, I mean, then you realized, I'm assuming, it was like, this is a gift. I need to decide how to use this because now it's been confirmed. It's sort of I already I think I always knew it, but it was it was buried, and now the treasure has been lifted. Right? Oh my god! Yeah, and what happened? So literally, what happened is she said to me. So Lucy said to me, she goes, "Go to the spiritualist church in Newcastle, which is I live in Newcastle," and she said they will mm-hmm. help you because it's about understanding how it works and all that. You know, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And it, it literally, after seeing her, it still took me, I think, a year to psych up the courage to actually go to the spiritualist church because, you know, they're evil. <laughs> so it's wow. still this process of this is weird. But as you're saying with intuition, I firmly believe that those in the spirit world guide us. And, they, and that's what that intuition mm-hmm. is. And they will push us to make, to make things happen. And... It was the most amazing thing that I just kept getting like wallets on the side of the head from the spirit world pushing me in this direction until it was just like, okay, I give up, I'll do it. <laughs> wow. It, That's, yeah, it, did that feel like a little bit of um, pressure? I mean, how did that feel physically when you, when you really just gave into it and said, okay, I accept it? Did it feel like you had a, a, a strong uh, responsibility? What did that feel like? It was a strong responsibility, but in all honesty, it just felt like coming home. It wow. Just, it, it, because to me, you know when people go, I want to find my passion, I want to find my purpose mm-hmm. in life. This is it. Mm-hmm. This, this is what mm-hmm. I'm supposed to be doing. So it just mm-hmm. flows. And because I love what I do, I, I say to people, I don't work a day in my life, even though, you know, technically mm-hmm. I work 12 hour days half the time, but I don't right. work a day in my life because I love what I'm doing. It was probably what I what I'm sensing by what you've just said is is I'm sensing there was like a confirmation, there was a confirmation that said, I know why I'm here and I and I have a purpose, yes. and mm. now that it's been confirmed, now I don't have to wonder as much and now I can take these gifts and I can use them to help others and it, it just mm. it sounds sort of simplistic but I just wonder if perhaps that was the realization that you came to when you accepted the fact that guess what, guess what I am everybody and, and move forward. It's, it's just, it's, mm. I just think it's a terrific story. And I, you mentioned something about the tarot cards and for those yes. of us that don't know what that is, could you just tell me the history of what those cards are and what they mean? I, I cause I really don't know about them. Yeah, okay. okay, so you will get clairvoyance mediums and then you'll get tarot, I pronounce them tarot, everybody pronounces them however okay. they want, tarot cards. Yes, okay. Okay, now the tarot cards are really good, 
especially if you are wanting to open up your intuition or even your clairvoyant abilities. Because I say to people, if you're doing a reading for someone and you're using tarot cards, well, they can't complain about the outcome because the cards tell you what the outcome is. Do you mean they can't say you're making mm-hmm. that up because each card has a meaning? So there are 78 cards in a deck. 78, okay. 78. So they are split into two mm-hmm. sections. So there is the major arcana and the minor, or minor, minor arcana. So the major arcana are the ones that are the big happenings in your life. And then the minor, which are the, the minor cards are the ones which are um, discs, wands, swords, and cups. And each of those have a certain hmm. theme between them. So they're the little experiences that you have in life. And there are all sorts of, I'm going to take rules and regulations. I'm not a big one for rules and regulations. I'm just, a, I go with the flow and I, this is how I do it. And I don't care if anybody thinks it's wrong. <laughs> but, mm-hmm. you know, you shuffle the cards and, and sometimes if people are very strictly involved with the tarot, they have a set way of doing it. So they'll give you the cards to shuffle. You shuffle them. They say, put them down, split them into three. They divide them up, da, da, da. And then you pull out the top five cards or whatever, and then you perform a reading. And there are certain... They call them spreads. So it's the way you lay the cards out as to how they have a meaning. So if you use three cards, yeah? Mm -hmm. I I, I apologize for the interruption, but I'm I'm clarifying what I'm visualizing, what you're saying. So you have this deck of cards. You have separated the majors from the minors. So you know that there are two sets of cards. And you use the Mm -hmm. word arcana, which I I don't know what that, what does that word mean, arcana? Does it have a definition? Look, I'm sure it does. I can't be honest and say I actually okay. tell you. I just think that's, that's the way fine. that they are defined. Described. All, and okay. they're beautiful images. Yes, that's the way they're described. Yes. I see. So now you've got these cards. So you've got um, a pile. You've got, you, I'm a, do you have 78 divided by two? Is that what it is? There's, no, there's that many no, in the you shuffle them all together. Oh. You shuffle them oh. all together. So they're big cards and it's a big handful. So it just depends on the layout. So if you had... You shuffled all your cards up and you just pulled out three cards out of that 78 mm-hmm. and you put them down. The first card, so the card to your left would be the past, the card in the middle is the present and the card to the right is the future. And then you turn those cards over and it says this is what you've dealt with, this is what you need to deal with now and this is what is coming up in the future. Oh, and you can, you can see, so if you and I were doing that and, we, and mm-hmm. we've got those cards, and you can even you don't I don't have to be in front of you to do that, correct? You no. can do that with, with no. whomever. You then yes. look at those cards and then you have something comes to you that you can then share with that person that you're reading for. Yes, because all the cards have a meaning. They've all got the, the traditional card deck, the one that most people use is the rider weight deck. And that's a very okay. common deck because it's a very easy, simplified one to do. And Mm -hmm. as time has gone by, more and more people have created their own versions of them, different pictures. And so, you know, you get drawn to the ones that you like. Some are light and fluffy and some are sort of fairy-based, you know, Uh and and, and that sort of thing. So what I'm doing, Marsha, I'm shuffling the cards right now, so I'm going to pull you a card. Okay. You know what? what? Did you know I wanted you to do that? Okay. Go ahead. Well, I did, of course. I'm a clairvoyant. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <Duh. I'm, laughs> we um, may never get to any I, more questions go ahead I shuffle the cards for you and, and in my head when I do this for people and they're not in front of me I just put out to the universe going what does this person need to know at this point in time and you'll think this is quite funny the card I pulled out for you was the ace of cups which is a card ace that opens up yeah, but it's a mm-hmm. card about opening up to your spirituality. And here you are talking to me, a clear voice. <laughs> <laughs> oh, they must know and something. <laughs> they must. Oh, you know I mean? It's about opening up more to your own abilities and to your way of life and the way that you think and expanding all of that. So an ace, in, in, in the four decks of the ace, um, the, the cups, the wands, the swords, and, and you know, that, the ace is a beginning. So to me, there's some big major things and changes coming up in your life, but really good things in a, in a beautiful sense. And you might find that even with that card and that, that beginning, that um, you know, relationships are better or renewing and growing and getting deeper. 
Okay, so I'm going to just hold my emotions together because I suspect that sometimes when you do something like this, this is what bubbles up, especially if it's right on target. So um, I'm just going to pull it back together because what you just said is incredibly meaningful, incredibly timely, and right on target. So I'm going to thank you for for doing that. I wasn't going to ask, but the fact that you did that um, is very meaningful, and I want to thank you for that. I see that as a gift. And My pleasure. And I'm going to My hold pleasure. on to it deeply. Um, yes. In moving forward, I, because you've how long have you been doing this? How, how long have you been actually in the practice of sharing your 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 skills with others? Officially, probably about seven, eight years now. Okay. And of all of those seven or eight years, like you, I, I'm a collector of stories. I mean, to me, that's mm. honestly, that's what my show is all about. When I tell people conversations plus connections equals community, that really does speak to me. These conversations, these connections, um, and Takia, I want to thank her so much for connecting you to me. Because had it not been for Takia, we would not have been mm. connected. And then we true. become a community. We be, we're, mm. You and I are now a community of broadcasters. Sometimes your community is where you live or where your interests are. But the other thing about my show is what's your story? I'm a collector of stories. Mm. That's where my passion comes from is everyone has them. And I'm interested in sharing your story with my listeners. And that's what's so wonderful. So do you have maybe a humorous story or an interesting story that you would like to share with the audience about what you've done? Look, I've got lots of stories, Marsha. <laughs> <laughs> I've always well, said, how about a little short one? For dinner. <laughs> What's like, that? I, dinner. I will I will keep everybody entertained about things that have happened. Um, I, I, can, I, can, I can, Yeah, can I share two? Is it okay to share two stories? One, oh, one is a funny story. Yeah, one is a sure. funny story. So I'll start off with that one. And my husband and I, he has his own business and I had my room. So we shared an office space. He had his own office. I had mine where I did readings and we shared a waiting area. Anyway, Mm-hmm. When people came in to have a reading, he could just sort of glance and see them walk past his door. And this particular day, this lovely girl comes in for a reading and she has, you know, I do the reading for her and all that. And, and she left. And then I walked into my husband's office and he looked at me and he went, who is that? I think I know oh. her. And I said, no, no, I don't think that you do. <laughs> and he's like, quite adamant. No, no, no. I know her. I'm sure I know her. I'm see, I've seen her somewhere before. And I said to him, I would suggest that you stop talking right now because the hole that you're digging yourself into is getting deeper and deeper and <laughs> you're not going to get out of it. And he's like, no, no, no. I'm sure I've seen her. And I looked at him and I went, she used to be a prostitute. <laughs> oh, no. And he went, no, no, no. I don't know her. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know and he said, he's like no 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 I don't know her at all I, I don't know she was not familiar oh my god that's, <laughs> that's so pretty funny <laughs> it was so funny because oh my god. he has no because of course I knew what she used to do and he's there going da, 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 and he didn't know her at all it, it was it literally was just a he thought he knew her but he didn't but it was just so funny because he said no 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 and then all of a sudden it just changes <laughs> I don't I don't know <laughs> Oh my gosh! It, it, it must be a. I got to tell you, it must be a hoot living with you, truly. Because I, I mean, <laughs> I just, I just love your style. I, I, and I, I, you are so engaging, and I, I really want people. In fact, let's just do it right now for people that are listening and maybe don't listen to the whole show. I'd like you to say specifically how people can find you on Facebook. Um, if you wouldn't mind just putting that out, how people would be able to find you. Yeah, on Facebook, I'm Katrina Jane Clairvoyant Medium. And I think the K, the J, the C, and the M are all capitals. And it's like one big word. All right, and, and there's... Website. Right. 
And I and you do have a website, which is um, Katrina-Jane.com, correct? That is correct. And all the but- social media oh, buttons are down the bottom of the page, as Perfect. always. Perfect. Yes, we want we want people to be able to find you. Um, you know, we you had talked about this very religious, this very strictly religious um, experience um, about going from a, a clairvoyant to uh, from a Christian to a clairvoyant. And it sounds mm. like it was really dramatic. Did you use that experience um, when you started writing? Because I believe you have written some some books for children specifically, haven't you? Mm. Yes, I have. Yes, I have. What, the first what, book what I tell- wrote was um, uh-huh. yes. Yeah, the first book I wrote was Christian to Clairvoyant, which was just my story of literally going from a Christian to a clairvoyant. That was a finalist in the Beverly Hills Book Awards. And wow, congratulations. I, thank you. The only reason I wrote that book was literally when I did talks, people would come up and go, you've got to write that down, the whole journey, because, you know, whether you're Catholic or Protestant, Jehovah Witness, it's so difficult if you've had that very strict upbringing to change your processes. And so that's why I wrote mm-hmm. that book. The second wow. book I wrote, which is the children's book, which is called Where Did They Go? And this one was actually very, very personal to our family. Um, My husband came home from golf one day. He'd been playing with his best mate. And he looked a bit upset. And I'm like, what's going on? And he said, oh, you know, Bruce, his his nephew's dying. Like literally at this point in time, he's dying. And this this nephew was only like in his early 30s. Oh, my goodness. yeah, and I'm going, oh, that's horrible, you know. And he said, but he's got, sad thing is he's got, he's got a four-year-old and a two-year-old. And, he, oh, you know, his dear. wife and him, they were like, you know, childhood sweethearts. And the the incident happened that they were at the hospital and um, they said to the little boy, the four-year-old, they said, go and say goodbye to daddy. And so he sort of went in and said goodbye. And he goes, well, where's daddy going? And they hmm. said, Daddy's going to the sky. And oh. you know, Archie, being a, a four-year-old, went, well, if Daddy's going to the sky, why can't we just catch a plane and go see him? Hmm. And there was a dead silence. There was, nobody knew mm-hmm. it, to him. So wow. I literally wrote this book explaining about dying hmm. and whether it's heaven or not. You know, there's no religion in it. I specifically didn't want religion because a lot of people get very angry at God when this kind of thing happens because it's not there. And mm-hmm. so it's just a very beautiful spiritual book. It gives them hope. It, it talks about you know, how our spirit is just like the wind. Just, you don't see it, but it's there and that they can leave little messages for you like feathers or whatever, you know, and, and that sort of thing. So it's not just about, oh, when you die, you go to heaven. It's all this like you can, they're always around you and they'll watch you grow up and mm-hmm. all that kind of thing. And, and that book has actually now won three book awards. Isn't that something? Wow, that's, mm. that's very, very powerful. Very, very powerful. Wow. Um, wow. Yes. Um, you did you also it, um, put a? Go ahead. I'm sorry. Yeah. No, no, I was just, I was just no. going to say that death is something that people don't like talking about, and and I suppose for me as a clairvoyant, I deal with it on a daily basis. You know, people come in for mm-hmm. readings, wanting to connect with you know loved ones that have, have passed away and and that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But I mm-hmm. actually think we we try and protect our children, but children are very sensitive to emotions and things that are going on and they get very confused. And I think it's better to just talk to them and just get their point of view. Like they're exposed mm-hmm. to, you know, things on the TV, like shootings or bombs or car oh, accidents no or whatever on a, on, a, on a constant basis. And, you know, they, you might just go, what do you think happens when you die? And they might go, oh, you become a star in the sky. You go, oh, lovely. What are you going to do up there? You know, mm-hmm. and I just think mm-hmm. we make it this lovely thing and the book also is meant to be used as a tool, not just when you've lost someone to help explain it, but to prepare them. Like, I think it'd be wonderful if we all sat down, and, you know, with our loved ones and say, well, when I die, I'm going to come back as a frog. Or when I die, I'm going to do X, Y, Z. So we know what to look for and we can still have that communication going. Right. You, you know, that's because, because of the world we live in today and the immediate mm. access, to everything today 
Um, and some of the things that, that our children are now being exposed to or their parents are maybe uh, helping them not be as exposed to, like when you mm. guns coming into schools, that's been a mm. very predominant thing that's happened in the U.S. of late. And, mm. you know, you do almost do need to sit down with your children in preparation for their own personal safety, but maybe you use grandma and grandpa as an example. It's not mommy and daddy aren't mm. going to die soon. That's our hope. Mm. But, um, but grandma is getting a little bit older, so maybe we could talk about this and maybe take mm. some of that, that fear away. When you put together your Sweet, sweet Dreams kit, what, what exactly is that? Okay, the Sweet Dreams kit is another thing that I created because I saw all of a sudden started getting lots of emails from mums and grandmas going, my little one's not sleeping through the night or they're scared of something in their room and we don't know what to do. So this little kit is literally just something to help empower children because I think it's really, really important to empower them. I know a lot of you know, child experts will say, oh, if they're scared of monsters under the bed, don't make it real. But sometimes the children, especially if they're really open and children are much more open to seeing spirits than what adults mm-hmm. are, there mm-hmm. actually might be monsters under the bed. Do you mean like it could be a spirit of somebody that they're scared of? So for me, it's all about empowering the child to go, no, I can deal with this. And then, you know, as they get older in life, they go, I can deal with this. This is okay. I mm-hmm. know what to do. Mm-hmm. So it's got it's mm-hmm. all very organic it's essential oil. So there's a spray and it's like that's the bad dream oh. spray or the monster spray. So they can yes. spray it under their bed or they can spray it up in the, the ceiling or whatever. And so it creates a beautiful sense of calm. There's a mix of five different essential oils. And they also have a shield, in inverted commas. So you dab a little bit of an essential oil mix. It's a different mix inside of their wrist and on the back of their neck. Again, that's just to help calm them down. But it's meant to give them that sense of protection. So you know Mm. when, as adults, people go, oh, I've put a protective light around me or a protective Mm -hmm. energy. It's just teaching them that in a simple way. It's got a little colouring book in there that is the guide of how to use everything. Um, I and like I have that. had beautiful feedback. I have had beautiful feedback. The most beautiful feedback I got was from a mum who said, "My son suffers high anxiety. Um, mm-hmm. He's um, autistic. He mm-hmm. is has never slept through the night. He's four years old and he has never slept through the night." And she said, oh, "Within two heart. nights, she said within two nights he had calmed down." She said, "On the third night." We had his first sleep through the night ever. Wow. That must have made you so happy. I cried. I was just so happy. I bet you did cry. Mm. Wow. That's a a really, that's a beautiful story. It's not easy to be a parent. It's not. It's not. And these these oils are that I meant to just be calm. And a lot of mums that have said, I'm just getting the oil that you put, dab on the kids and putting it in an oil burner because it just smells so nice. But it's just so calming for the house. Wow. That's, 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 that's really, I, I'm hearing more and more and more about essential oils. And they seem to be really playing a part in many people's lives, aren't they? That's, that's re- they is that are. a relatively new uh, concept bringing Bring, bringing aroma to to calm is that is that relatively new? I think it's, look, I think it's been around for a little while, but it's becoming more mm-hmm. predominant. I think people are respecting and understanding how scent actually affects our mood. You know, it's no different to, for me. If I ever smell strongly sunlight soap, which I don't know if you have sunlight soap here in in America, but in Australia, no, what is sunlight. that? Very, it's very pure soap. And it's the soap that everybody oh. used to use when you, we were little. Like you didn't have all these fancy liquid soaps and all that sort of stuff. It was a very basic okay. soap. But it has a particular smell. But every time I smell that, I am immediately taken back to my grandmother's laundry because I used to walk into my nana's laundry and that's what I would smell. And that's a really strong association. Mm. Mm. So essential so, oils are the same thing. Yes, I see. That actually is very interesting to me because what you just did is you just conjured up a thought in my mind. 
sometimes I will like put a candle on and I kind of like that kind of pumpkin spice kind of smell or, yep. or a vanilla smell. But when, when you talk about, and particularly we were speaking about people passing, I, I had the greatest mother-in-law a person could ever hope to have. And mm-hmm. my husband was from Detroit, which is in Michigan, the other side of the country. And what was a constant in our visits, always, didn't matter what time of the day we arrived, whether we arrived in the afternoon or very late in the evening, there was always a pot of chicken soup on the stove. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And when I am anywhere and I smell chicken soup, even when I make it myself, which isn't very often because I don't cook anymore, but um, <laughs> I, I am, well, that's another story we could talk about, but you have to pull a card out about that one. Um, I, I immediately go to my mother-in-law. You know, there are, there are certain smells that conjure memories, you know, a, a, a pipe. Um, I don't know, you don't know anything about my, my personal life, but my husband um, passed away unexpectedly nine years ago. It was a week this past Monday. And he used to smoke a pipe. And our next door neighbor smokes a pipe. I didn't know that. And I was outside feeding the birds one day. I, had, I smelled the smell and literally tears welled up. And I thought, oh, my God, I know that smell. I've, I've mm. smelled that smell mm. before. And so I can, mm. you know, now, the, obviously that, that wasn't supposed to calm me down, but it did, I guess what I'm confirming for you is I can see where um, oils mm. can definitely conjure emotions and calmness and all of those things. Yeah. I, I think that the fact that you call it the Sweet Dreams Kit, I think is just, that's a brilliant um um, title for your product. I think that's fabulous. Um, Thank you. So, are you working? Are are you working on any, any other projects right at this moment? I have just written another book, which is I've oh. just self-published it, and it's called The Six Steps to the Brand New You. It's a different way. It's not a weight loss book. I don't believe in in weight loss. I believe in being healthy. And so, it's not just about oh, this is a diet, and you've got to do this six week challenge. This is about changing mm-hmm. your attitude to food, changing your attitude to yourself and to your body, and embracing who you are and being the healthiest version of you as a lifetime project. It's not a quick fix. It's about if you don't feel Ooh. good about yourself. This book is to help you design. The first chapter is literally throw away your scales. Don't weigh yourself. You are not a number. Hmm. Interesting. That's because very you're not. Everyone's what's, different. Yes. Wow. What's your what's what's so is that step one? Throw away your scales. Throw away your scales, and there's a whole explanation of why you need to throw away your scales and examples uh-huh. of things. So, but for instance, I a girlfriend and I were we were shopping together. Now I'm five foot eight okay oh you're she's tall. five okay. foot mm-hmm. i am tall and i'm a size now i'm an australian size eight so i'm not sure what that is i'm, I'm thin i'm quite thin yeah so my girlfriend is five foot two and okay. she's a size eight but, but she's a very curvy size eight so she's got like mm-hmm. double d double d breasts and i'm like an eight uh-huh. <laughs> okay, so, so she's very curvy but with a little size uh-huh. eight waist and I'm straight up and down. And we both mm-hmm. tried on exactly the same dress. So we both picked up a size eight. We put it on, opened the curtain to look at each other and burst out laughing because my dress went <laughs> about three inches above the knee, was baggy at the uh-huh. bosom and, you know, fit me. But hers was like, she was busting out of the bosom area and it was like really <laughs> like below her knee. And it just made me realize that if you see somebody and you go, oh, they're a size eight, I want to be like that. You will never be like that because you're you. You're your version right. of a size 8 or your version of a size 10 or a 12. Or, do you mean? Like, and it's about stop focusing on looking at somebody else going, that's what I want to achieve because you'll never mm-hmm. look like that. That's, that's, that's so interesting. Now, is, you, is, you said it's self-published. Is the book available yet for mm. people or is it yes. not? It is available on Amazon. But, it is available on Amazon. Okay. And you can also, I've got some at the expo. So if people wanted to come along and, and oh, talk to me about wonderful. it. Oh, that's wonderful. And they could probably have you autograph it. So the six steps to the brand. Oh my gosh! And then it can go to Facebook. Okay, the six steps to the brand new you. That is the title, correct? 
Yes, six steps for brand that new. Down? That, you did that right. Okay. And, and even if you're on Amazon, you just do Katrina-Jane, one of my books will come up and then you can click on it and it'll go to my page with all of my books. Fabulous. How many books have you written? Far too many. <laughs> Oh, no, is that I've right? Got, really, you have? Yeah, I've, one, wow. I've written uh, Christian to Clairvoyant, Do You See What I See, which is a children's book explaining for those children that see spirit, not to be scared of them. Um, mm-hmm. Where Did They Go? I've got mm-hmm. 10, steps to find, 10 Easy Steps to Finding Your Purpose. Ooh. And there's six, yeah, there's six Steps to a Brand New You, which that's my latest one. And then I've written a mm-hmm. lot of poems, and I've, I've put the poems into um, a book as well. Oh, nice! How how terrific! I you I suspect that you well. We're going to talk about what it, what the day in the life is for you because I, I'm curious to know about that. Um, if people wanted to sign up for your readings and other products, is is there can they do that by going to your website? Yes, I, most of my readings are actually done by email. I've done readings for people oh. in England, in the U.S., Poland, Greece. And it's, wow. it's the most bizarre thing because people go, how does it work? I go, I don't know. I just sit down, I read your question, and I get an answer. Wow. That's really cool. I may have to take you up on that. Um, yeah. where, where, I've I got some questions for you. Um, where do you see yourself within the next few years? Look, I think I will always do readings. I love doing them. I love helping people, giving people guidance. I love people coming back mm-hmm. to me like a year later oh, my goodness, this and this did happen, and you know, X, Y, Z. It's wonderful, and I think it's a wonderful gift to having to share with people. I'd also like mm-hmm. to be doing more talk, like what I'm going to be doing at the Expo, um, especially helping people with anxiety and depression um, mm-hmm. and to, to help them and guide them and say that, you know, give them the hope that you can get through this. It won't be easy, but you can get through it. I think there is something powerful in the spoken word I don't know if you've ever mm. heard of the organization Toastmasters. It is a it is an international yes. organization. I'm a Toastmaster, and the spoken word is is very important. And everybody hears what they hear. Maybe someone um, it resonates differently with others because maybe what they're hearing speaks to themselves, or maybe what they're hearing relates to someone that they know that would benefit by those words. Mm. So I could see why you would be such a terrific public speaker and that you being in front of an audience, I can appreciate how that is so powerful for those that, that listen. And I think that, you know, as much as Facebook is in the news right now um, and People can talk about their, you know, they're pulling down their pages and they're doing all these things. In reality, in my world, social media connects us for the good. You can, you mm. can, you can disregard what's, what you don't want to read. You, you, if you don't want to read the political rants, which I don't, I just ignore them, frankly. But mm, I have, here. because I've done a lot of traveling, I've, I've been fortunate to be all over the world, I have made friends in those different locations by, by being Facebook friends and saying, what's going on in South Africa today? What's going mm. on in Athens today? Oh, I just bought your painting, Terry Everett, uh, and you live in London, and your painting is sitting on my wall. And why do I have it? Because we were connected during, during Facebook. So do you see that social media has really helped you to connect to your followers? Absolutely. On my Facebook mm-hmm. page, I actually do live readings. So oh, that's I, tremendous. I come on, I go, hey, everyone, I'm doing a live reading. What do, you, what do you want to ask me? And, you know, people will go just write tarot if they want me to shuffle the cards and pull the tarot card out for them. Or they'll ask a question and I'll just answer that question for them. And, yeah, I'll have people go, hey, I'm in Seattle. Or, you know, I'm in, you know, um, Edinburgh in, in Scotland, yeah, and it's just amazing how you sit there going, mm. wow, this mm. is three o'clock in the morning and my baby's not sleeping. I'm so glad because I got to listen to you live. <laughs> you know, that's yes, the funny I'm, thing. Yes. Yeah, it, the it, fact it, it, that's the most amazing thing. It is uh, absolutely amazing because right now in your hometown, it's very early in the morning, isn't it? It's just it's coming it up to about 10 six to o'clock six. in the morning. Yeah, 10, yes, 10 exactly. to 6. Right. 
um, 10 to 6 tomorrow morning, um, 10 to 6 yes, on correct. Friday morning. So people are just getting up and ready to go. So hopefully when, when this show is over, just so that uh, my listeners know this and, and that you'll know this as well, this show will be archived on Blog Talk Radio. You and I are connected via Facebook, and I will be certain to post the link to this show for people that maybe aren't uh, able to listen live like in Australia or maybe they're working here in Los Angeles and aren't able to listen live and they can come back at their convenience and listen to the show when they'd like. So we'll make sure that we, that you and I get this um, out and about on our social, our social media, but there's a couple of fun things. I will, first of all, this this is one question that I wanted to ask you, but I, I know Mm. a little bit about you and that is, how do you keep your life in balance? Because to me, balance is a very key word in life. So how do you keep your balance, your life in balance? Well, I will say firstly, everybody's balance is different. So don't worry mm-hmm. about what other people are doing for their balance. You need to focus on what right. you need in your life. That's really important. Mm-hmm. Uh, a big thing for me is being able to turn off, especially like the clairvoyancy side of things. And I do, I just switch off. And I, you know, because people say to me, oh, when you walk down the street, do you get information? I go, no, I would go insane if I was constantly being bombarded with information. So my spirit guides know I'm going, I'm done with work, stop. And they stop. My -hmm. husband and I, we are both self-employed. And when you are self-employed, you work 24-7. You don't get a break. Mm -hmm. And I have learned to... um, you know, I will turn my phone off at seven o'clock. Mm-hmm. You know, and not go on social media. I have learned to just go. No, I'm just. Gonna, it's all right for me to sit down and have a cup of coffee and just read a book for fifteen minutes, and then I go back and do my work. You know, mm-hmm. and a, a big thing for us is his. One of his good mates passed away just over a year ago, fifty-six, mm-hmm. and mm, yeah. it was. A, when something like that happens, as you know, even like with losing your husband, it's a real shock when, yes. when that happens. And we have both come to the realisation that you don't wait for retirement. It's about right. living now. You know, mm-hmm. we've got to live now. So he's always wanted a big boat. So I went, all right, go on. Oh. You just have to work. You have to work a bit harder to pay it off, but go buy your boat. So he went out and bought his 38-foot boat and it's beautiful you know I've got a bed and a kitchen it's, it's beautiful and we go and it's moored at this beautiful marina and we just go out mm. there every one weekend at least one weekend a month and just chill out we just sit nice. on the boat we just take it out and we just chill out the world's not going to end because I haven't answered an email yes I, I, you know I, I agree with you and I'm I work I, I have to say I personally struggle with balance because I I do live alone, and um, I have this career of mine in the talk radio business. I, you knew you were a clairvoyant. I knew I was born to talk. It this mm. having conversations with people is not a difficult thing for me to do because I am interested. I remind myself I need to listen a little bit more and talk a little bit less, but I tend to ask a lot of questions, and. Um, there was a show, I don't know if you ever saw it um, in Australia, but it was a show called Bewitched. Did you ever get yes. that show over there? Love well, that one of show the things. Yes. So the neighbor's name was Mrs. Kravitz. And she was that busybody neighbor that always was watching Darren and Samantha. And sometimes my kids would say to me, Mrs. Kravitz, do you really have, and it's like, wait a minute, hang, hang, hang back, because that's a negative. I, I'm not out to interrogate people. I'm not out to be a busybody into your life. And maybe it comes across that way to others, and, and I, would, I would be sorry if that was their, their interpretation. But for me, if you are standing in a line at the market and you've got a hat on or a T-shirt on that's, that maybe identifies something about you, maybe it's a sports team or it's a vacation spot, maybe it's a picture of an owl, I don't know. I'm likely, in fact, I can almost guarantee you, I'm going to start something with you. I'm going to at least say hello to you. And if it goes beyond that, the questions will just naturally flow 
because I'm naturally mm-hmm. interested. I, I, not because, well, what can I gain from this, but who are you? That's what I'm exactly the story. same as you. I'm exactly yeah. the same as you because everybody has a story, and you don't know their they story. They do. They do, and I'm curious about them. So let me tell you a little something I know about you because I'm curious to know this. So tell me a little bit about your pole dancing and you're using a pole as a form <laughs> of exercise because I saw that picture of you doing some kind of crazy butterfly, whatever it was. I thought she was oh, going to join the circus. So, <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was such a great photo. So tell me a little bit about uh, that. Oh, I was very <laughs> proud of that move. <laughs> You should be. Who could do that? Oh, oh my goodness. So I'm, I'm actually turning 50 this year. And mm-hmm. uh, a couple of years ago, I've always kind of thought about pole dancing only because I just thought it must take amazing strength to be able to yes. do those moves. But, you know, it, it's got a very bad connotation, you know, being the stripper well, kind of thing. <laughs> and, yes. you know, and I sort of went, I'd like to give it a go. I'd like to give it a go. And again, because I was brought up as Seventh-day Adventist, we didn't play sports because sports are played on Saturdays and you're not allowed to do that. So I have oh. never played a team sport. I've never done anything like that. And I've been thinking about it more and more. And as the world, you know, the universe pushes you towards things, on somebody's friend's page on Facebook, this thing came up about this video called Polarize in Newcastle. And I looked it up and I went, oh, literally just down the road from me and I thought I'm going to sign up no I'm signing up right now I'm just going to go and give hmm. it a go and so wow. I did I signed up for the beginners class and I think we all realized that in a past life I was a stripper because I just I just never thought about anything and I just gave everything a go and I've, I you know did I've done it for now for like going on two years and I'm at level mm-hmm. six I'm as high as I can wow. go before you have to get it invited into the next level. So it's about really building up. Really? Yeah. And um, oh. I last year at the uh, school that I go to, they had a showcase. So, you know, they, some of the people performed and they did, you know, group things and all that sort of, and great. And it was just beautiful. These people are just amazing. They're all wonderful. Anyway, I didn't do in any of the shows because I'm seriously not coordinated when it comes to routines. You know, I get stuck on the pole or I miss a step or whatever. So I went, no, no, I won't do any of the routine things. I will just go in a couple of the competitions. So I won the thighs of steel, Marsha. I sat on a pole, gripping with my thighs for nearly wow. eight minutes. <laughs> I, can't, I can't imagine. what that, that's, every core, that's your total core, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. But the, and the beauty of pole dancing is it's all your own body weight. So you're not lifting weights. It is your body weight that you have to hold. Mm-hmm. And you are literally using every single muscle in your body. It's a fantastic workout. And I also took it up because my grandmother had very, very bad osteoporosis. And obviously strength building exercises help prevent that. But I also got student of the year. And it was really funny. This is, this is a classic one as we're winding up. The teacher who owns the, the studio was going, and we have the student of the year. And she goes, this, this woman, she goes, she's always helpful. She's always turning up. She's not scared to try any new moves. And I'm sitting there thinking, oh, she sounds so good. <laughs> Isn't like, that? Trina, you're the student of the year. I'm like, oh, what? Oh, wow. Wow. Isn't that? And if anybody, so you know that- I just need to say quickly, Marsha, if anybody yeah. is stressed, if anybody needs to do you know, um, uh, chill out for a bit, do pole dancing because you can only think about pole dancing. You cannot think about what you're cooking for dinner. See, there you go. And who wants to cook dinner anyway? Yeah. Um, That's right. Not me. You know, be- before we suddenly are through with this hour because it is fast approaching, I want to thank you so, so much for being such an exciting guest. You c- it's quite obvious that anyone that's listening to this show whether they've listened to it live or they'll be listening to it later, can appreciate your enthusiasm for life. And by going to the www.katrina-jane.com, they can learn so much more about you. So hugs to you. Stay stay safe. I just, I'm just delighted that you were my guest today, Katrina. Thank you, Marsha. I've enjoyed it. It was lovely talking to you.
me as well. And now I have to say goodbye, everybody, as we end this episode of Born to Talk Radio. But guess what? I'll be back here next week with the president of the Los Angeles Urban League, Michael Lawson. A whole different subject for certain. So I look forward to having everybody join me. Katrina, safe travels home. And I look forward to staying connected to you. I think it's probably time for Marsha to have a reading. So enjoy your time at the expo. I hope everybody comes out to see you. And I look forward to our next conversation. Thank you. Goodbye for now, Katrina. Bye. Bye. To promote my new flower shop, I had one place print my business cards, another print my brochures, and a third, my signs. Now my roses aren't red, my violets aren't blue, my geraniums look dead, and I don't know what to do. Staples can help your business stand out with signs, banners, and brochures that are a true reflection of your company. And now at Staples, spend $50 or more on print and marketing services and get $5 off your next in-store purchase. Now my business is blossoming, and I'm spending less green. Exclusions apply. In-store only. And 623.18.